Hey guys, Coach Sean here, and welcome to another episode of the Coach Sean Fitness Podcast. This is my third time doing this podcast. I did one this morning. Well, I got three quarters away through, and I just wasn't feeling it. it just wasn't. It wasn't good. Uh, I was just ranting a lot. Maybe I was too excited from watching my 49ers win this morning. I don't know what it was, but I wasn't too happy with it. And then the second one I did, I started it around 40 minutes ago, which was 20 past 11. It's now just about to turn midnight in this Tuesday night. And I was halfway through editing it and I realized at the end of every sentence, I'm doing this big at the end of it apologies for that it really it really annoyed and bugged me so unfortunately i thought it was a good idea to run for two and a half hours on saturday in the absolute lashing rain and well it wasn't lashing rain when i started three minutes into it then it got really really bad and i've had a cold ever since so really good job there but when i was doing the podcast i was just trying i was just editing it there and it was just way too many times i was sniffing my way through it and trying to catch my breath so I have the mic a little bit further away from me. I'm going to try and talk a little bit slower through this podcast. And hopefully it doesn't sound quite as awful as the second one did because I just couldn't put that out. So in this episode, we're going to talk about five different things. One of them is using a foam roller. The second one is when to stretch and the mistake I used to make with stretching. The third one is how long you should rest in between sets and how that changes throughout a workout and the fourth one is sleep i thought i had a fifth one there but we're going to go with those four anyway so the first one is using a foam roller when's the best time to use a foam roller is there a good time to use a foam roller should you use a foam roller pretty much that's that one i think you should use a foam roller um but to be totally honest with you there's no actual scientific proof on a foam roller affecting your mobility and flexibility long term as you would think there is some uh, studies out there that show good short-term effects of using the foam roller and um, for mobility flexibility and just easing into a workout so i like using the foam roller at the very start the very first thing i have my clients do when they come into the gym is use the foam roller it just warms up the legs gets them slowly into the workout and um, just I, I just find people feel better i know myself if i use the foam roller if i had a tough session or a tough run the day before and i come in it just eases my way into using the the exercises into my squats i know if i go in and start squatting right away i'm gonna feel stiff and sore whereas if i use that foam roller it, it's kind of an easier way to warm the muscles a little bit it probably is a little bit of a sleep a placebo effect but if it works why not keep using it so it's really good for the very first thing to do when you walk into the gym and then after that for the rest of your warm-up that's when i like to use planks and squats and lunges uh, and throwing in a few stretches during the warm-up which leads me on to my second question when to stretch now the mistake well, I think it was a mistake I used to make and it was just the, the way it was, especially when teaching classes was you do your warm up, you get everyone good and ready to go, your jumper jacks, your squats, lunges, uh, squat jumps at the end, everything is all hyped up, your, your heart rate is up, you're good to go and then you get a quick break and you come right back out and then instead of getting strength to work out where everyone's good and ready, 
you slow them right back down for three, four minutes doing stretching and then everyone's right back down and then you have to work on building people back up again to get the workout going. And in, in hindsight, it doesn't make much sense. I understand the logic before for being that if you stretch, you're not going to tear a muscle. But if you've done a proper thorough warm-up, you're less likely to have an injury. So by doing those stretches, you're probably not increasing your like your likelihood of injury, but you're decreasing your chances of having a good workout in because you're taking three, four minutes away when you're good, hyped, ready to go. So it's it's kind of like building it's it's like watching an RTE movie where the plot is building and it's just getting to the final sequence. Uh, the final part, the final climax, the last 20 minutes of the movie, and it goes to an ad break. That's what stretching is between the warm-up and the main part of your workout. It's that stupid ad break where you're just really getting into the movie and it just took you right out of it again. So get I'd spend 8 to 10 minutes getting your warm-up in after doing your foam rolling, of course, and then throw in some stretches in between your different squats and your maybe one or two push a couple of push-ups you don't want to tire yourself out in the warm maybe those last 15 20 seconds you push a little bit more doing different squat jumps but before that you you'd want to be going at a, out of 10 intensity out of once 10 intensity you probably want to go around start at a three build up to around a six or a seven and then get your break out for 10 minutes once you've warmed up using the muscles you're going to be doing in the workout the other mistake i used to make when i was younger and a lot of people made it was in the gym they give you 10 15 minutes on a, on a bike to warm up and then after that then you're doing whatever and even if you're doing if you're doing squats and stuff after that you haven't warmed up the muscles properly to do squats because you haven't gone through that movement pattern so full body warm-up eight to ten minutes a uh, quick break straight into your main phase from there and with that said we're going to talk about getting how much of a break you should get between sets let's go let's continue in this format as if you're doing a workout so you've used your foam roller you've done your eight to ten minutes and now you're getting straight into your first exercise your first exercise is probably your heart your hardest exercise with save for the finisher so with your first exercise let's say you're doing goblet squats if you're goblet squats basically holding a kettlebell into your in tight squatting as low as you can right back up you're going for 10 sets or 10 reps sorry 10 reps let's say you're doing 10 reps you've done your goblet squats your first set if you're able to start that 20 seconds later and still get your full 10 sets you're not challenging yourself enough you're either you're not enough reps or you're more than likely the weight is not heavy enough it's too easy for you so with that you need to make it challenging enough that you, especially for your first exercise, that that break time is at least 45 seconds. So it's really challenging the body to push through, get a full, close to a full recovery in 45, 60 seconds, and then going right back at it again. Three to four sets, whatever the program, whatever, whatever the program has laid out for you. But the first few exercises should be at least 45 seconds break in between. If you're going straight in after 10, 15 seconds, you're just going with the motions really and you need to challenge yourself a little bit more. Now, as the workout progresses, I find the break times, the rest times in between sets and exercises get shorter, 
because you're working smaller muscle groups you don't need as much recovery time with the small exercises because you, you, you kind of recover quickly if you're doing let's just say you're doing bicep curls it doesn't take as long to recover from a set of bicep curls as it would from a more demanding exercise like doing push-ups so as the as the workout goes on your rest time should become that little bit shorter so while your rest period might be getting shorter as the workout progresses it might get a little bit longer again during the finisher it really depends what you're doing if you're doing some sort of hit training you might need that little bit longer to recover you don't really want full recovery near the end of the session because you want to push yourself it's more conditioning at the end so for example let, let's take a prowler if you're doing that near the start of a workout you're probably going heavier and pushing that down and back you'll need longer recovery time to get right back at it again but near the end of the session if you're doing it you'll probably only want 20 30 seconds you're not fully recovered but you're blasting through again you're not working on strength you're working on conditioning so you're probably shortening down the cycle but you still want some form of recovery on it otherwise you're going to risk injury so it really does depend on how long from there we're going to move on because speaking of sleep, I'm getting pretty tired right now. I'm up for five hours and I still have to edit this. So I got to make sure it's out for you guys on Wednesday morning because that's what I plan to do. I got to stick to the routine. Every Wednesday, I got to have the podcast out done. No exceptions. Even though I'm going to completely contradict myself here with sleep because sleep is one of the most important recovery tools that most of us do not do so what i'm going to do for this um, instead of just rambling about sleep i'm just going to talk i'm going to literally regurgitate what i talk about in one of my ebooks to you guys and then if there's any talking points i'll I'll, um, I'll interrupt myself so seven hours of sleep at least is so important and like social media butchering the fitness industry, there's a lot of hashtag hustle, hashtag grind, hashtag no sleep, hashtag BS, and not getting enough sleep either. It can be hard for a lot of us to get seven hours of sleep, and that's on the low end of requirements. Getting seven hours of sleep can aid in fat loss. By not getting enough sleep, we reduce more cortisol and we require more food to be satisfied. We have less chance of being in a calorific deficit. I keep thinking I'm saying calorific wrong. Well, maybe you'll just tire us. But anyway. When we are not well rested, we need more food to get enough energy for the day. Therefore, we need more than we otherwise would need. The lack of sleep can cause us to make bad decisions, unhealthy choices, and skip our workouts due to tiredness. And if you think about it, if you've got a long day in work and you're coming home and you're too tired to do a workout, you're probably too tired to cook up a decent meal of yourself and you haven't prepared, you're more than likely going to order a takeaway of some sort. So that's how that happens the lack of sleep can cause us to make bad decisions unhealthy choices and skip a workout through the tiredness i've said said that sentence (laughs) poor sleep can also cause hormonal imbalances that make you feel hungry and increase your stress levels we also cannot recover as well so even if we were training we're we're losing the potential impact that the training effect may have by not getting enough rest that's why if i say say if you've left it to the very end of the day and you've got two choices option a is to work out and you get five hours of sleep or option b is not to work out and get to seven eight hours of sleep i would always recommend the person go seven eight hours of sleep it is so much more important than getting a workout getting so little sleep you're not going to get the benefit from it you're going to be just as tired the next day 
and you're gonna it's gonna be increased likely to make bad decisions other tips you can do if you're feeling tired all the time and a lack of sleep include so when we do feel stress and lack of sleep take more short breaks at work a brief six minute walk can increase creativity up to 60 percent and combat the poor health effects in sitting down too long according to a study from stanford university 40 percent increase by just walking around the office rest is not passive it's when we recover from stress during the day and we learn to adapt by getting seven to nine hours of sleep at night we have more time in the rem rapid eye movement phase of sleep this is the most important sleep, uh, phase of sleep and as science writer Maria Konnikova of New York Mag- New Yorker magazine puts it, as we sleep our brains replay, process, learn and extract meaning. In a sense, they think. Being stressed and on a diet may lead to cheating on your significant other. Whoa, that kind of escalated quickly. Let's see where I was, oh yes, <laughs> I was reading uh, a book called peak performance and i wrote this and I actually put in a paragraph in the book from from that book so i'm going to read out that that paragraph what what i said from the book in a study cleverly titled hungry for love the influence of self-regulation on infidelity 32 college students in exclusive relationships interacted via chat room with a confederate i.e a researcher playing along of the opposite sex prior to this chat half the study participants were forced to resist eating attempting ter- food while the other half could eat to their heart's desire. As you might expect, those who were forced to resist tempting food were more likely to give their phone number to and even accept a coffee date with the Confederate. The study authors concluded, weakened self-control may be one potential cause for the levels of infidelity occurring in romantic relationships today. So the moral of the story is do not convince your other to go on a diet. Wait, no, you probably shouldn't say that to the other half anyway that wouldn't end well and on that note i'm gonna wrap up the podcast a little bit short there apologies if my voice sounds really tired it's because i am and i'm trying very hard not to sniffle my way through this podcast so hopefully i sound somewhat bearable to you guys and you got a little bit of information from this episode of the coach on fitness podcast i know it's a little bit short probably running around 15 16 minutes but Thank you for listening to the podcast. Hope you guys some guys got some value from it. If there's any questions you'd like to be answered in this podcast or anything you think I should be talking about, feel free to email me on sean at coachjohnc.com. And that's pretty much it. I gotta hand this podcast over to my producer, which of course is me, and edit this thing to you guys. So it is online for you at Wednesday five o'clock in the morning at least for you guys so you have it for you on the way to work and stick to that routine no problem for me thanks again for listening to the podcast from coach on take care